The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. UFC fans, are you looking to love your hair? I know Matt and I are looking at each other, but we we are indeed. Check out Hair Club. Whether you're experiencing thinning hair, hair loss, or you just want more out of your hair, Hair Club has over 40 years of experience helping people get hair they love. Visit hairclub.com slash fight to schedule your personalized consultation that includes a free hair and scalp analysis. Take the first step in getting the hair you love, Hair Club. Today's episode is brought to you by Devour Frozen Meals, the official frozen meal of UFC. They put big flavor first with premium meats, creamy sauces, and gooey cheeses. Next time you're in the freezer aisle, check out Devour's white cheddar mac and cheese with bacon, packed with delicious gooey cheese that makes for an epic cheese pull when you grab a bite. Jimmy! I know, Matt. How about their loaded potatoes with Angus beef and bacon? I thought, Jimmy! Nothing caps off a night of fights quite like some crispy bacon and juicy hunks of meat. Devour believes all food should be mouth-watering, period. End of story. Each meal has the taste dialed up and the flavor maxed out. Devour Meals, the official frozen meal of the UFC. For years, I've said that, uh, you know, I fight anywhere they put an octagon. Jim Aiken Miller! guys be in front of me on the rankings. That's fine. I'm here to fight again and regain my belt. Segano Junior Dos Santos! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> dangerous! <laughs> All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I have a busy show today. We have uh, Luis J. Gomez joining us, uh, who hosts, uh, he's co-host of Legion of Skanks, and he hosts the uh, podcast with uh, Michael Bisping, who we love. And Jim Miller is coming on. He's fighting Vince Pichel. And, of course, we have Junior Dos Santos fighting Jarzinho Rosenstrike, which that should be a really, really interesting fight. Both guys are really solid standing up. And after Rosenstrike's last uh, loss to Ngannou, which was a pretty bad loss. They both took pretty bad losses to Francis. You know what's nice about them fighting uh, this weekend, Jimmy? Yes, sir. Is at the Apex in Las Vegas at UFC 252. You know what's really, really great about that? What? You know, what's, you know what is great news about that? What? I'm going to be there, Jimmy. You are going to be there. Oh, shit. There's not a bad seat in the house. There's no seats in the house, actually. Jimmy. No. But, uh, you know, 
I'll see what I could finagle. And you I'll think you're uh, now? What are you going to be there for? Well, Marab is fighting mm-hmm. Dotson, who's a very, very tough yeah. guy. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. He's had some great, great sparring, great sparring partners. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll shout out to Pumi and who's that? The the, the kid he's working with, Villison. Villison. Um, I want to fuck up this wrestling kid's name. Tough kid. Um, anyway, Marab, I'm so excited about Marab. And uh, speaking of being excited, Jimmy. And they're on the main card. I'm ve- oh, wait, what? And he's on the main card, bro. Yes! Yeah, of course he is. Marab's fucking, it's going to be a party for Marab. And I am so happy, just so happy that Chris Weidman got that W over the weekend, Jimmy. Can I just let you know that? Yeah, oh, that yeah. Him, you know? Because, you know, sometimes you have, you know, a loss or two or whatever it may be, you need to get that yep. that monkey off your back. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's like hitting that reset button. Okay. You know, he didn't take much damage, you know, and I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that, you know, and, and it was hard to watch it uh, at my house, you know? Well, it's one of those things where I think the second round, he, uh, I, I think, um, he uh, lost the second round. I think he won uh, first and third, if I'm remembering correctly. Did he get a 10-8 round? Because it looked like it was 29-27. Yeah. The, the, uh, I, I believe the last round. He third got, round, right? Yes, the third round. He got a uh, uh, a 10-8 round. But that Omari, man, he was he was yeah. he's a tough guy, man. Yes, he is. You know, he's he's got a, a, a he's 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 resilient. And uh, he wasn't getting discouraged. He was really trying. But I'll tell you, the the, the grappling of Weidman, yeah, is uh, is is next level. It's it's really good. And he did dominate that third. He needed that third round. He needed yeah. to dig deep because uh, Amari was coming back. That that uh, that second he came back hard. That second round where, you know, he had to he had to put a stamp on it, man, and be like, look, you know, that third round was a make or break for Chris. Yeah. So I'm so happy that he that he pulled through, and uh, you know that kid was on a uh, a six fight winning streak. Yep. So that that that's that's something to be said. So I'm just I just now we can talk about all the other fights. I just had to um, just let that out. Yeah, you know who I you know who's entertaining as all heck. Part of my language. I, I'm gonna guess what you're gonna say. Are you? It, it could be a couple of people. I, personally, no. I'm gonna say uh, Kevin Holland. But I have a feeling you're going to say someone else. No, there's another guy I'm impressed with also. But oh. Kevin Holland is the guy I was thinking of. Oh, Trail was okay. Prisoner. Oh God! First of all, I don't like when there's forced like talking or if guys right. try to roll. He is very. It's very organic the way he's yeah. shit talking in there. Yeah, like he's talking to him. He's like, all right, watch out for that one. Now you have to. He's good, and the way he rolls with his punches, little. Uh, James Tony-ish and you know I see Bobby Green do that also where he, that lead arm could be down he tucks his chin and he looks to roll and come back I really I really like his counter punches and you saw in his fight uh, <laughs> his punches were coming right from the chin there's no wind up right there's no flailing there's no it's just right from the chin like a sharpshooter it reminded me of a little bit of a sugar Sean O'Malley, to be honest with you, the way he just was pinpoint with that. I mean, that's that shot that ended the fight. Yeah. With Kevin, with the, that Kevin Holland threw. Buckley, yeah. Yes. It was, it was so pinpointed. It hardly even looked like it touched. 
You, you saw that? Yeah. It was at the exact, his jaw was at the exact end, you know what I mean, of, the, yep. uh, of that punch. It was just so beautiful. Joaquin was, and he's coming off, I believe, one or two knockouts of knocking out people. Of a couple of first round knockouts. Yes. Yeah. And you've seen that confidence in him. In the beginning, he was trying to, to, to take Kevin's head off. But the way Kevin kept his composure yeah. and the way he rolled with that, getting out of the way by just inches of some of these haymakers and then coming back with his own counter strikes, it was just, it was awesome. I think this kid's destined to be a star. I do, Jimmy. Yeah, I agree with you. And he was throwing elbows. I think he was getting, when, when uh, Buckley got in close and was throwing a lot of combinations, I, if I remember right, uh, uh, he was throwing elbows. And, and, I, and I think Holland throwing elbows and he just, and even, and he, and he got caught a few times and he has a definite, he doesn't have a chin uh, because Buckley did catch him with a few combinations. He caught him, but I, he does roll with it. I believe enough to take a little of that stank out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's important. And I love his range, not only with his punches, but like you said, the elbows, he's a tall guy. Yeah. So when Buckley was fighting his way through, he'd be met with elbows. Yeah. Oh, man. I, dude, I'm, I'm telling you. It's not because we had the guy on the show the, the week before. I was so impressed. He was I, great. And, he, and he's good on the mic. He's fun. Yeah. He's got a good energy about him. I cannot wait to see what's next for Kevin Holland, man. He's a, he, he's a star in the making, that kid. He really is. Oh, and first and of by, all. And by the way, sorry, Matt. Joaquin Buckley, the thing that was impressive about him is that, I, you know, you figured he's going to punch himself out. He's a little, little uh, I think this was his uh, UFC uh, debut. Am I correct? It, it was his first UFC fight. Who's that, Joaquin Buckley? Yeah. Yes. It was. So you you got to remember. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy. A guy comes in with that energy, throwing those type of bomb combinations, like by the second. But by the second round, he was still there. I mean, he, he didn't uh, seem like he got gassed. And I, I was impressed with his, uh, with his, uh, his gassing. Well, you think. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, did he have a full can for this, Joaquin? I'm not sure. I don't even I'm know. Because sure you got to understand, Kevin, when he was on, he was supposed to be uh, um, fighting... Oh, it's uh, the name's mis- I, I forget who he's supposed to be fighting. Trevor right? Giles. Yes, I'm sorry. And then Trevor had that thing where he fainted before yeah. the fight or something, yeah. and he had to go to the hospital. So this was, you know, he, you know, he was already set to fight, and he said he was he was set to fight a different type of opponent, sure. not a short, stocky type guy. I think he was set of, you know, he's just a different. So he had to really, um, he had to like, you know, make change, make adjustments. To fight, to fight Joaquin. And I'm telling you, man, I can't say enough about Kevin Holland, another person that I am uh, really excited about. And I'll tell you right now, where'd this guy come from? Nasrat, help me with this. Oh, I don't want to. I mean, I'm going to say, go ahead. Nasrat Hakprast. Hakprast. Hakprast, yeah. Hakprast. Nasrat. Nasrat. That's right. It's a hard That's word right. to say because there's a lot of consonants together, and there's there's consonants together that you're not nor- used to being grouped together in a, in, a, in when you say something. So it's a, it's a well, it takes a couple of uh, let, let me together. let's 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 talk about it a split second. Nazarat Hakprast, yeah, Hakprast. He was fighting Alexander Munoz, who was uh, undefeated, I believe, if I'm if I remember correctly. I don't have his stats right in front of me, but I think he was like six and zero, and uh, he was a wrestler. And he, was, and he was powerful. You could tell this dude was powerful. Yep. And he was confident. I'm talking about Alexander Munoz right now. Yep. But I, I couldn't say enough. A matter of fact, Jimmy. Yeah, it was his first loss. Um, it was his first loss. Yep. I was so impressed that I was actually 
I took video of me watching it so I could play back and remember what I was saying. Like, what, why I was so... Wait, as opposed to just taking notes? <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> why, am I, why am I crazy for doing that? It, you didn't take... I, 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 it's hard for me to write notes down. I get, like, really, like, I don't want to... I, sometimes I want to take notes, too, because there's so many fights and my memory is not great. So, I'm, you know, Jimmy, I'll make a mental note, like, wow, these front yeah. kicks are beautiful. These front kicks to the body are working. And then, I'll, you know, three fights later, you're, you're into what somebody else is doing. You know what I'm going to do now for next time? I'm going to write notes because I can't find a goddamn video. I do this. I do this so I could, I don't have to like, so I don't have to like write notes. Anyway, the thing is this, he couldn't be held down. His takedown defense was awesome. I'm going to give up on the video. Wait, why don't you do this, Matt? Why don't you talk into your, like, <laughs> seriously, you have this note app, a note app on your yeah. phone. Why don't you talk into it? Because you could talk and it will print out notes for you. And then you can just read them back the next time. Like you can dictate into your phone in, to make notes. So you can just go to them if you want. Jimmy, it's going to bother me now because I don't even think I videoed it. But hey, listen, that's neither here nor there. We're going to get back to that. But I was very, very impressed yeah. with, with, uh, with Nasrat. Oh, wait, did I? Oh, I did take a video. Let's listen. <laughs> Oh, that's all I said. <laughs> what did you say? He has good defense. I took a video because I was so impressed with his takedown defense. Yeah. And then I was talking a lot more to my father-in-law, my my, my brother-in-law, Edwin. Yeah. And uh, I guess I didn't record that part. So listen, people, listen. Yeah. Next time we're gonna work that. Good. It's good for the show. We're gonna. I'm gonna sure. do that same thing next time, Jimmy. Sure. You get to hear my reaction, but I'll let it record a little more. Yeah. Well, that was that was great to, to hear to hear everybody talking and to hear you go. This guy's got defense. I mean, that was a, an excellent uh, video. That was oh, great. Shit, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Guess what? Let's talk to Luis J. Gomez. Luis is here. Yeah, I love Luis Gomez. Fuck. All right, guys, uh, are you looking to love your hair? Well, look, check out Hair Club. Whether you're experiencing thinning hair, hair loss, Matt and I are checking both boxes, or just wanting more out of your hair, Hair Club has over 40 years of experience helping people get the hair they love. If you're looking to regrow, replace, or restore your hair, Hair Club has over 120 locations and over 1,000 hair health professionals and stylists ready to help you get the look you deserve. And you might be going, well, how do we get a hold of them, Jim? How about this? Give Hair Club a call at 800 800- 831-1289 or visit hairclub.com slash fight to schedule your personalized consultation. That includes a free hair and scalp analysis. Take the first steps in getting the hair you love. What are you waiting for? Do it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, what's up, Lewis? I want to say what's up, hi. Maddie? How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. And also, congrats, can we uh, say, congrats on the uh, the win for Weidman over the weekend. Oh fuck, man! Oh, hot. I was, dude. I, I can't watch it from my couch. I gotta. It was. It was such. It was. Uh, 
it was it was so it was gut wrenching. I guess the word is because yeah. I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like, yeah, the second round he came back to third. I was so happy. Yeah. Jimmy forgot to mention that you're an undefeated amateur fighter. Yeah, technically, technically uh, undefeated amateur fighter. Um, yeah, I heard you guys had Ellis on the other yes. day. Oh and- shit! I was gonna I was gonna lube the entry, but let's fucking go right in on this. I'm yeah. psyched. Man, are you gonna I'm- have a fight with Jason Ellis? I'm going to have a fight with Jason Ellis. We don't have a date on the books yet, but it's official, baby boy. Shout out to my sponsors, Joe Kratom. Uh, shout out to, you know, I, I'm legitimately doing it all over again, and I'm excited to do it. This is, it's not legitimate martial, you know, mixed martial arts. Um, it is, I, I know people are like, people, fans of this show, MMA purists, look, it's a freak show fight. We know what it is. We know it's for entertainment. It's a radio guy and a podcaster getting in there. But Jason has been training for a very long time, yeah. a real deal task. And I'm, you know, obviously, you know, very nervous to see if I could bring myself up to that level and up to that task because he's got a ton of experience and I have very, very little experience. Yeah, Jason's a legitimate, he, he really can fight and he's like legitimately been training for a long, long time. I mean, I'm sure you've seen uh, the fights he's had and, uh, you know, he's a long time. Uh, you got balls to fight him. I mean, uh, but, but you have a puncher's chance, too, though, because I know Lewis hits hard. Lewis, I, I think Lewis, of all the comedians I wouldn't want to get hit by, Rogan is probably number one. But Lewis, huh. I'd say, is in the top five. I lose well, in the nice. top five. You're right behind Judy Gold. Comedians I would not want to get fucking punched by. <laughs> yeah, but Jimmy, let, uh, let me tell you something, Lewis. And I yeah. think I told you this because I, I believe we spoke after your fight. Because you fought a guy, he used to do Taekwondo. He's another com- comedian, correct? Yeah, yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill. Oh, right. Ryan O'Neill. But uh, this, this is what I'll tell you. Uh, you get any tough guy, you know, and you say, you, any, anybody can fight at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? It's easy when your adrenaline's up, you're in a bar, you're, you're drinking. But you take that same guy, and this goes for most tough guys, you know, and you say, all right, man, you're going to fight the, you're gonna fight that guy that you're about to fight now, but you're fighting him a week from now in front of 30 people. That guy could shit himself. That guy might not show up, that same tough guy. So yeah. when I saw you walk to the cage, and it was out of an Ellis Mania, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Vegas, 2,000 people. Jason's event. When yeah, I saw Jason's you, event. It's crazy. Hey, man, you looked comfortable. And I've yeah. been around. You didn't look like you weren't shitting yourself. I don't know what the nerves were. I don't know if you have a good poker face. But you looked pretty calm. And when you were fighting, uh, you know, listen, you the biggest thing is the mental part of this thing, right? You know what I mean? Because you're not going to develop a crazy set of skills before you fight Jealous, uh, for, uh, before you fight Jason. Je- I put Jason Ellis together. I put Jealous, Jealous it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's but, right. Uh, you know, proper training and the right mental attitude, man. It's just another fucking dude. And I, 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 like, I like the way your, men- your mental game was. I, I agree. And I think that, that that was the thing that I really learned about myself. And this is why, like, you know, I... I had no idea what it was like to, we all got into dumb scraps in high school and middle school yeah. and you get into a bar fight or whatever. It's stupid, right? It's not a real fight. That's not what fighting is. That is, that is punching something. That's not a fight. That mm-hmm. is, I, I punched something and something punched me and then it was broken up very quickly. Yeah. And that was that there was no real test there yeah. when you have to show up and you have to really put yourself. And I went through a lot of injuries. I, I mean, I subluxed my shoulder, broke my hand. I fought with a broken hand um, to this day, it's still little nagging things that hurt to go through that and then to not re- and to find out about yourself that you don't really know how tough you are. You don't really know how good you are for me to go. I'm going to kick Ryan O'Neill's ass. That is an ignorant statement. 
Because how the fuck do I know? How do I really know until you are at a high level, you have coaches around you that are looking at tape on this guy and they can look at your best skill sets versus his worst skill sets. We're two amateur comedians who don't fucking know how to actually really fight yet. So really what it was was a test of becoming the best version of myself, being in the best shape possible, uh, understanding just sort of how to be there, sparring a shit ton. And the first time I sparred, it was crazy. I was like, I'm trying to hit this guy and I can't. He like, and he's hitting me and I'm keep on trying to hit him. And before you do that a bunch, you don't really have any idea. And now I, I know a little bit more going into it this time. And people are like, oh, you're crazy for fighting Jason Ellis. I'm not, look, I want to test myself. I, I, I don't want to go in there and just fight against somebody that I know I can beat up. To be yeah. able to test myself and to know if I could get myself to that level as a dude um, it's really fun and really interesting. I'm going to get in great shape. I already have a couple sponsors that are paying me money. There's no stand-up comedy right now. This is just, right. there's, only, there's only upside. Even if I get knocked the fuck out, I am in great shape. I've made some cash. All my friends are going, oh shit, dude, you're a badass. You got in there and, and tested yourself. Where's the downside? Have you, you been knocked out yeah. before, Lewis? Sorry, man. Have, have you ever been like knocked out with a punch? Not in a fight, no. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. I got knocked out with a baseball. I drilled it in my face. It's a weird feeling to come to after you've been knocked unconscious. Yeah, I in in gym class in like uh, the seventh grade, we were playing like some sort of like tag, like uh, you know, uh, capture the flag, like it was in our like you know pants hanging over pants, and somebody like pushed me as I was diving for the wall, and I flew headfirst into the wall, and then I woke up in the nurse's office. Like, yeah, you know what's funny about this is that when Jason Ellis has, it's funny that when you're talking and then Jimmy's talking, he's like, "Man, you got balls to fight him," and this and that. It's it's funny because Jason's normally the guy that people are saying that right. to. Because he's usually the guy that's, oh, I'm just a, a wacky guy that fucks around with the martial arts and I'm fighting Shane Carlin with one arm or I'm fighting right. this guy who's... But hey, listen, but he did, I think, in the beginning, with just fucking around. And, and, but he stepped, he's stepped. he been training, if you look at it, for a long time. Yeah. So that's why he's actually developed some skills. When I heard he knocked out Gabe Rudiger, I mean, Gabe Rudiger's more of a jiu-jitsu guy, to be honest. And, you know, I don't think he's known for having hands of fucking steel or anything. He's but, a lightweight uh, too, right? What's that? Lightweight as well? Yeah, little guy. So I'm sure he didn't. And I'm sure, like, he didn't really take Jason seriously. He's like, ah, yeah. you're a radio guy. He was, so it's one of those things where Jason's training his balls off, thinking he's fighting some fucking, uh, you know, he's fighting this this guy was, that was a uh, uh, champ at the WEC. And Gabe, did, I'm sure, did not give a fuck. And he went in there and got knocked out. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's funny that now everybody's talking that Jason is the big bad bruiser and that you got to fight this Goliath mixed martial artist. But dude, you got to look at it, man. I mean, for what it is, Jimmy, what happened? I got a flashback. Do you ever see the movie fucking Troy? You ever see Troy? No. no. With Brad Pitt? You never saw Troy? No, I'm not a Blasphemy. big Brad Pitt fan, man. Well, oh, well, 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 I guess I'm just a big sissy. <laughs> Brad Pitt fan. You ever see him in True Romance? I did like him in that. Yeah. Well, Lewis, did you ever see Troy? Please. I didn't me. see Troy, but I saw Rock him in Legends of the up. Fall. He had beautiful hair in Legends of the Fall. So well, can listen, I just take that mental he, image? No, but listen, this is what I'll tell you. He played Achilles. He played Achilles. And in, in I'm sure you heard of Achilles. Yeah. So there's a scene, Jimmy and Lewis. There's a scene in the beginning of that movie, right? Two armies. And they're like, all right, we're about to fight. Get your greatest warrior. We'll get ours. They get this big barbarian-looking motherfucker. Huge. Oh, like fucking yelling. You go, where's Achilles? Oh, fuck, where is he? We got to go find him. They send the little kid to a death. Hey, Achilles. Hey, you know, you got to go fight. Achilles waking up. He's next to a chick. And then he goes, look, the kid goes to him, you're going to fight the biggest guy ever I've ever seen. Now, aren't you, af you, know, aren't you afraid? 
And then, Jimmy, you kind of reminded me of what just happened when you were talking to him about Jason Ellis. And then he goes, know what he said to the kid? And I'm going to paraphrase. He goes, you know, oh, now I'm going to fuck it up. Wait, no, hold on. Yes, You'll listen. get it. Wait, is this from, oh, wait, no, this Jimmy, is no, don't fuck from me up. Seven? Jimmy, wait, stop it, stop it, Jimmy. <laughs> is this from Seven? Stop it. Let me, hold on, don't talk for a second. Okay, no, this, I just, I love Brad Jimmy, shut the he said this to him. In Troy. This is what he said to the kid. He goes, that's why no one will ever remember your name. Do you understand? So that's what's like, I, I did, that was really poor. You got to watch it. He, I did he, not he, do the, listen, no, no, I fucked it up. The, basically, the gist is this. The kid's telling him, holy fuck, man, you're going to fight this kid? I would never do that. No shit, you little fuck. No one, that's why no one's going to remember your name. I'm fucking Achilles. Yeah. We know who the Lewis never saw the movie. He knows who Achilles is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know what, what I'm saying? That? He has his kid's name. The kid's name was Everybody's <laughs> Listen to me. Okay? So oh, what was it? I'm confused. Was a, kid named, a kid named Troy showed up. Yes. And what did he say to Brad Pitt? He just, and Brad Pitt was Achilles. <laughs> and Achilles had the he's Achilles. Am I fucking up his name, motherfucker? <laughs> no, no, you got it all right. It's Achilles. We're just so listen. So he had to go. He had to tell Achilles, "Look, man, I can't play. I would. And that's what he said. I would never want to fight. That's what he said to him. You yeah. got to fight this big giant. They're waiting for you. I would never want to fight that. So he's all cool, man. He's getting up. He's putting his helmet on. He's like, that's why no one will remember your name. He dissed that little fuck. But, but meanwhile, yeah. did you, did you, you little bitch? But meanwhile, please. Did you remember the guy that Lewis knocked, that Lewis beat in the last fight? You Nobody remembers his name. No, <laughs> you didn't remember. No, but this is this is the. I'm not getting at that. I'm getting at the. Oh, point. okay. That, that Jason is the ah, Fuck you guys. I the other thing, Jason. Right now, Jason just. I think he shattered his knee just now, right? So the other the, there's other factors here, right? So people are oh, like, right. dude, fucking Jason Ellis, two and zero. Oh. Look, Jason hasn't had a professional mixed martial arts fight in a long time. He's 48 years old now. He just broke his knee. He's oh, got to rehab his knee, come back. He just got surgery on it. I'm right now in the pro. I just started training. I'm, I'm in the pro. All I got to do is shed some fat. I can get in shape in a month very, very quickly. How old are you, Lewis? I'm 38 years old. Oh, okay. So He's got a decade on you. He's got a decade on me and a lot more experience. But I got to be honest with you. It's like... It is a fight. I mean, I do when I spar with guys, they're substantially more skilled than me. I land on them. It's not like I haven't hit people in sparring that are supposed to be able to just tee off on me. So uh, I, I think right now it's really about preparing myself and being absolutely the best I can be. And it, that day, I may be better than Jason Ellis. I may be able to land on him. And it's not even a gym. I don't think it's a puncher's chance. I, I'm not going into it going like, oh, I'm going to knock out Jason Ellis. I'm going into it going, I need to be able to beat Jason Ellis for three rounds the entire time and to be able to land on him, be able to out wrestle him, be able to out jujitsu him, be able to outstrike him. Um, so that's what I'm preparing for. And I'm preparing for the Jason Ellis when he was fighting. Cause the only tape I have of him fighting actual mixed martial arts fights, he was a lot younger. So I'm preparing for a tougher Jason Ellis, ideally, or Jason Ellis can come back with a fucking bionic knee and kick my head off. And three seconds later, you know, everyone's laughing at me, but we'll see. Well, the Are reason you- I said, the reason I said a puncher's chance, it was only because He's a guy who's he has been doing it for a while, and when you obviously we deal with jujitsu, you know, for he's been training jujitsu for a long time. So you figure if it goes to the floor, he he has an advantage there just because of the the experience. Um, so puncher's chance meaning that I mean you know what that means. But there's no reason you can't land on anybody and knock them out. Like there's no re- and it doesn't mean that you'd be flailing like an idiot. But I mean, I think if it's up against uh, on the floor, the advantage would be his just because of the longevity. It doesn't mean you can't beat hey. him. Let but, me uh, ask you. It was, I gave Connor a puncher's chance against uh, Khabib. You know, the same reason. Connor's a great fighter. 
But just right. because Habib on the ground is so dominant, um, you know, as soon as it goes there, you know, hey, it's going to be a problem. Lewis, where are you training your jiu-jitsu, man? Are you training no. jiu-jitsu at all? I'm training uh, my boy Diego Lopez out of Williamsburg MMA, um, which is a great little school. It's jujitsu based. He's a black belt, but I'm doing very right now early because I'm so fat. I'm do, I'm really going light with the jujitsu sparring because that's how I subluxed my shoulder last time. That's oh, why I dude, fucked up my rib. Man, I got. Where do you live? You live in the city. I'm moving to Jersey actually this month. Um, why, I live why in the Lewis? City Everyone's leaving the city. Is that why? Or, or are you getting a better deal? Or I'm just kidding. I wanted to move into a house, have a backyard, oh, give okay. my, you know, got a two car garage, put a little gym out there. Yeah, uh, you have a you kid. Know. Yeah, exactly. Just want you know, the city's it. a fucking shithole right now. It's, uh, when there's no, there's no spirit or life here. There's no restaurants. There's no nightlife. There's Dude. no. It doesn't feel like anyone's dreaming. You're just walking, and the people that are, even the people that are outside, they're just sort of like. It's just a lot of like, it's just depressing. And I, I'm not shitting on the homeless people here, but it's just sort of like, there's a lot of homeless people just walking around. A lot of just, it doesn't seem like the same. Yeah. When I moved to New York City in 2001, and this is right before 9-11, which was the craziest time to be in New York City. Even a week after 9-11, there was a spark in the air where people were like, no, fuck this. We're not going to let this beat us. Yeah. And that spark is missing right now. We don't have that. Yeah. I think everyone's, it's, it's a really right. depressing place, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I'm moving out to the suburbs. I would, I, I, I'm trying to get some, obviously some more training. I was going to ask you if I could ever come out and, uh, I'll do what I, I can, but I mean, listen, I, 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 oh, <laughs> Jimmy, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I think apologize. He, he might've been talking. And I, listen, I, I, sorry, Lewis, I think, dude, I'll tell you right now, it's not about jujitsu sparring and rolling. There's flow drills that you could, you'll be escaping Mount without even knowing it from the, mm. the, 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 I think that you should come out and work with me. I really do. I would love to. I really, I would, I would literally do. love to, you know, you let me know if you do. I'll text you after we get off here for sure. Jason Ellis. He don't give a fuck. He thought I was mad at him for something. Right, Jimmy? He thought I said something about him. But uh, I like Jason. Listen, I like Jason. He got me into that show Vikings. So yeah, I can't, yeah. you know, I'll forever thank, be thankful for that. Well, I, I would never, I would never take it personally if somebody that I knew was was helping Jason train. I mean, look, I think Jason, to be honest with you, Jason's a fucking badass dude. Say what you want about Jason Ellis. He is a savage. He's a psychopath. He'll get in there with anybody. And I think that he wants me to be the best version of myself for this fight. I think he wants, I don't think he wants to come in and see a fat, like, you know, inexperienced Lewis. He wants, he wants a really good challenge. And I think he recognized, I don't think he would even take this fight if he didn't think it was going to be a good fight. When do you think, that, how much time do you think you'd have? Probably five months, maybe. Oh my God. We got hey, time. Listen, we got time, yeah. You, hey, you want to hook up. Uh, listen, we're both East Coast guys, man. Hit me up. Well, we could make this happen. You know, I love it. We I love it. I'm a hundred percent down. Come out to Long Island. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you want to make that trip, I but I guarantee to, to work you, with the great Matt Sarah. Are you listen, fucking kidding me? I guarantee you that if you give me that many months with you, if you want to do this startup right away, holy fuck, dude! I you you you're definitely not going to get beat up on the floor. I'll give you that much. I love it. I'm Let's just you know, I'm Let's not being go. cocky. I'm just I know I don't know. Listen. I'm not good at certain things like helping my kids with the common core and doing some math. <laughs> There's certain things I'm not really good at. But you just make sure that no one's going to be holding you in mount or anything like that. Right. I love it. What not? So I would love to help you with that. You know, I, I love don't it. got shit to do. Fucking gonna... Jimmy, this quarantine, this fucking, this, this, this COVID life is really strange. Don't you think, guys? Well, yes. Also, but also like losing some of the city, and you're right. It, it's a weird lack of sparks a great way to put it but it's also to the city in the summer is also weird so it's, it's this whole fucking pandemic combined with the fact that the city in the summer always feels a little like that because people are gone and august especially is hideous 
Yeah, well, it's, like, so it's, it's humid, great to drive, but it's empty. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It feels weird. It's so hot, humid, smoggy. It's just sort of, it's not good in general. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping things are going to come back to normal sooner than later. I, You know, I, I don't know if you guys have had Dr. Steve on this show. I know you know Dr. Steve very well. Yeah. But I said Dr. Steve on my podcast the other day, and he had some really... Just for the first time, I heard some positive things about treatments and effective things that are coming to market. That he's the best. So good. Maybe just, finally, I felt a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping things are just back to normal sooner than later. But right now, while we don't have comedy, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to take the fight was yeah. because I have the downtime. I'm just fat, 240 pounds right now. I put on literally, you know, almost 40 pounds since I fought Ryan O'Neill. Um, you and, look thinner to me, Lewis. It's funny you say that because I'm looking at you. Maybe it's the angle, but I'm thinking like your face. I'm like fucking Lewis looks great. Like you, well, you, the, I've been training for a couple of weeks now, so I, okay. I just the diet's been you know back in order. All of the things sort of have to like fall into place, and this is just sort of honestly, it's a great excuse to get back into shape. That's like the, the at the end of all of this. Is why people are like you're crazy to fight Jason Ellis? I'm like, dude, if somebody said to you right now, Jim. All you got, they're going to give you, a, you'll be in great shape. You'll have a great body. They'll put a ton of money in your pocket. All you got to do I'd is say go I already make, have that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lewis. <laughs> just get into a cage with Jason Ellis and let him punch you in the face a few times. Uh, Jimmy it's, might it, die. Well, you have, no, I said, you, I don't think you're crazy. I, I think you have balls to fight him, but it, that's just a, a respectful thing. Like anytime a guy fights somebody who's got a lot more experience, it takes balls. Doesn't mean you can't beat him. Um, would I do it? You know, I don't know, man. Like, to get punched by a guy, like, I wouldn't get in the, in the fucking cage with you either. Like, a, a guy that could shatter my jaw, I would be cautious, unless I had to fight. Like, you know, if we were in a yeah. club and you hit me, if I could. But that's different than, like Matt said, planning it and going forward. Um, would I do it? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, but I'm a different breed than you are. You're a tougher guy than I am, and I'm a smaller guy. And I, I think my face is more punchable. So I think people would really gear up to hit me in the fucking mouth. Well, it does um, look like your jaw's already been shattered a few times. I've heard that many times, and I, I can detach it like a snake, which makes me popular <laughs> with the ladies. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll Hold tell you, you know, you know, they say life's about experiences. I'll tell you this much. When Lewis is old and in a rocking chair, he'll remember that fight he yeah. had with that fucking take one. That's dude, right. Whatever. He'll remember yep. that. He How will. great was that feeling, Lewis? How'd you feel? I don't give a shit if it's an amateur fight or you say a free show. You still fought another guy in, in front of uh, yeah, two thousand people. people. Yeah. yeah, it was I mean, it was incredible. How did, how did it feel? It, there was probably honestly, there's very few times where you I felt that accomplished or fulfilled in that in that moment to to do right. it all like that and to go in and then win it all. Um, it was cool. And also to go three rounds and to go the full distance and to know that I could sort of like, you know, last and not let my cardio fail me. And like, it's, it's really just a test that right there. So here's the thing, Jim, I think when you think of being punched in the face, like even the way you describe it, you're like, dude, I got to stand in a cage in the sky over there. He's an animal. He's going to try to shatter my jaw. I don't look at it that way. I, I think most most people that have trained don't necessarily look at it that way. Some people do. Some people look at it very, very violent. But being punched in the face, in my opinion, is less painful than doing like uh, doing like bear crawls around the gym, right? I would rather be punched in the face 10 times than do five minutes of bear crawls any day of yeah. the week. That's a shitty fucking exercise that really hurts. It sucks. So once you disconnect from the fact that we associate kicking and punching with some guy trying to kick your ass to really hurt you or put you in the hospital, and you sort of look at it as a sport, I mean, it really is just one guy trying to, you know, trying to physically overcome this other guy and there's no ball you're just trying to punch each other in the face instead of you know having a ball there or whatever yeah. other rules for the other sports so i i look at it like that that's why i don't really have the fear of being punched in the face so much and i think once you're not afraid of being punched in the face 
and you overcome that. And I think you have to be punched in the face a hundred times to overcome that. If you don't go and spar and train and get punched in the face a bunch and realize that it's not that bad, it's not the end of the world to be punched in the face. It doesn't even really hurt because adrenaline kicks in at the time. Um, then it becomes a completely different thing. So the challenge isn't overcoming the fear of being punched by Jason Ellis. The challenge is overcoming the fear of getting taken down by Jason Ellis, not being able to get back to my feet, feeling like I'm suffocating, having like, you know, you know, my cardio not being there, feeling like my legs can't put, that is way scarier than being punched in the face. If you've ever been taken down and have a guy that's better at jujitsu than you and you're three rounds in and you've been, you're just tired, you can't breathe and you tap because you breathe, you can't breathe. I've tapped because I can't breathe so many times. That fucking sucks. That drowning feeling sucks way worse than being punched in the face. You know, you know, it's funny. It's not even the physical punch in the face that scares me. It's the embarrassment. Because I realize that it's not the physical pain. It's the embarrassment of not being good at something. Or the embarrassment of losing in front of people. As a, Not that I would, you know, want to fight in a hallway with no one there. But I realize that, like, when I think of physical confrontation, a lot of times it's the embarrassment of people seeing it that bothers me as opposed to the actual physical aspect of it that scares me. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I, my training hasn't gotten me that far yet. I took a few classes with Jimmy Rivera <laughs> and then the fucking pandemic hit. God damn it. No, it's the fear of the unknown. That's what both you're both kind of describing. Like what Lewis, like, listen, the reason why I got, I had to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu is I was a, I was one of the, everybody has a town toughie. Like if you went back to my high school, people went to high, I was the toughest kid in the high school, but it really means jack shit in the grand scheme of things. Like when I, I was 17 years old, I saw a tape of the Gracie's and I remember it's similar to what Lewis is saying now. I remember saying like, "Shit, man! Like I could take a I could take a punch in the in the face. I, I could fight with a, a, a bloody nose." But these little Brazilian and this was back when I saw these Gracie in action tapes. I'm like, these guys are getting on top of each other. Um, they get on top of people, and the guys can't get out. It's they're beating the shit out of them, and they're breaking arms. And I I remember thinking like I didn't like feeling that there's somebody else on the planet that could do that to me. Mm-hmm. And I and I'd be almost helpless. So I had to learn it. But so it's like Lewis being a tough guy, you know, could take a punch. He'd be like, I got hit. I could roll and come back. But being held down and not knowing the way out is a horrible feeling. It's oh yeah, just a drowning feeling. Oh, oh yeah, man, we have. Uh, so, sorry, Lewis. We have Jim Miller. Uh, is is uh, what? The, Jim Miller is in the waiting room. Okay. So we have, we have to get to Jim. Well, all right. Listen, Let's, Lewis, man, uh, we'll let you do your plugs. But, but guys, before we let him go also, Lewis, both of you two, could you please just go on YouTube and watch the beginning of Troy? It's like five. Say opening scene. <laughs> listen, opening scene of Troy. And you're going to open you both. I'm not going to open an apology, but you're going to go, oh, wow. That was awesome. That's powerful. Okay. But what I tried to, the, the yeah. mimic, and it didn't come through great. But please just watch that. I and will. Lewis, if you're serious about coming out to Long Island, if you can come out here twice a week or something, Matt, I, will. I have such, I would have such faith in my own teachings that you'd be a fucking, I, I'd get you ready. I'm 100% going to take you up on that offer. Let me know. You guys get my can, number uh, when we hang up. You have my number. Text me when we hang up. I do. And guys, check out all my pods. I got three podcasts. I, I run a network called gasdigitalnetwork.com. Uh, Legion of Skanks, Believe You Me, Real Ass Podcast. Me and Bisping do Believe You Me. A lot of fans of this show probably have either heard of it or should be listening to it. And if you guys want to watch my new web series, which follows me through the entire fight journey, getting back in shape and preparing for Jason Ellis, uh, Luis J. Gomez Fight Journal, available on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Luis J. Gomez Comedy. 
Shout out to Yo Kratom for putting that together. And shout out to my other sponsor, Sheath Underwear, who I, I have to weigh in in Sheath Underwear. So I'm going to be in shape. <laughs> Good. And I got to take a dick pill or something before I weigh in because uh, that's the deal. You don't want to be embarrassed. Take a exactly. Blue Chew. They're one of our yeah. favorite sponsors. Louis, hey. uh, thank you, man. And, uh, you know, I love you and I have great respect for you. You're a, you're a doer. Louis is a guy who does a lot of shit. So uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, All right Louis. Thanks, right. guys. Take Later, care, buddy. pal. Be good. Hey, Jim. UFC freaking legend. Jim, you're still, Jim, I want to know the motivation. First of all, I'm jealous of your beard. As you see, I'm starting to get facial hair. I'm nowhere near you. <laughs> I'm like a blue belt with a couple of stripes. You're a fucking red belt with that beard. But, uh, man, you're such, you're still, you still got that, that dog in you. You're still a fucking gritty Jersey blue collar uh, machine in there. What, why, how is the fire not, uh, not going out by now? Like, how, how do you still get motivated for these cage fights? It, it's, you know, the motivation for me has always been, it's, it's always been a test, right? Uh, uh, it's never been about my opponent. They're just kind of a, an opportunity to show off a skill set that I've developed. And that's the way it, it, it continues today. It's, it's, not, um, it's not about them. It's about me testing myself against them. And, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I love it. <laughs> still love it. When you're walking out, what what do you what do you feel like? You know, guys process this differently. Are you are you nervous? Are you anxious? Or like, what happens when you step in? Do things calm down for you? Or what's that process like from when you're walking out to when you actually start the fight? Um, once the music starts playing, it's it's everything. All the nerves go away. You know, there are definitely nerves and and butterflies leading up to that point. But uh, once my entrance starts, then it's. Uh, it's the time to have some fun and, and just go, you know, go out and do what I like to do. You don't got any clock on you, do you? You're not like, all right, another fight, maybe another two. You're just saying, as long as I'm feeling good and still taking limbs and knocking people out and strangling people. I mean, are you still, obviously you're still doing, feeling great in the, uh, the workout room though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't have a set time. I told myself when I started that I was like, ah, 34 and that came. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, at this point it's like, I had, I had that, uh, period and, you know, 2015, 2000, early 2016, where I was feeling like garbage and, um, you know, where I was, I was ready back then. Um, and then I, I kind of got, you know, I, I figured it out with the Lyme disease and stuff like that. And, uh, I got it like a, 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 a breath of fresh air. It felt like in my career and it took me a while to overcome it. Um, but, uh, yeah, now it's it's just kind of playing it by ear, you know. Like um, I was actually just talking to to you know one of my buddies the other day about. It. He was asking me like, when when are you going to retire and stuff like that. And man, the idea of knowing that I'm walking out to my last fight is fucking exciting. <laughs> like like I'm I'm pumped for it. It's not going to be this time out. Like, yeah. but you know, just just knowing that there's nothing left to, to, to hold back for that. There's, there's no more opportunities inside the octagon. Uh, that the idea of that gets me fired up and excited, but I'm just, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to walk away yet. That uh, arm bar was so beautiful. That thank you, got you. thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, it was just, um, I, and when you, when you're just seeing it, I'm like, Oh, he's going to get it. Oh, he's got it. Did that, did it, did you feel it pop at all or no? Yeah, it, it popped two or three times, yeah. Yeah, that's that's how you know. That's because <laughs> some guys they might tap premature, but some guys are just 
just trying to just gut out of it, just try to fight out of it, and it's just so tight. But what a beautiful, beautiful arm lock. You're so dangerous. How now? How do you split? Now, do you as you're? I'm not saying getting older, but older. You know, you're not 26 anymore. You're, you're 36. You know, how's the, the training getting ready for these things? Is it less sparring, more rolling, or is it the same as usual? I mean, how has it changed over the years? Um, Preparation. You know, uh, it, it's been really uh, just listening to myself, listening to my body, right? Like when I was 26, it was a lot easier to just, all right, do what coach is telling me to do. And, and whether it was a good day or a bad day, I could get through it. Um, and now it's like, you know, if, if it's a spar day and I only feel like I have four rounds in me, I only get four rounds in, you know? And if it's a day where I feel like I can get, you know, six, I'll get six in. Um, so it's really just been about playing that by ear and, and, you know, kind of listening to my body more and, and, you know, using my head, right. Being a little more intelligent about it and, and not just, you know, biting down on my mouthpiece and getting through it and going hard. Um, but you know, I, I do, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more, uh, like technical work, hitting more pads, uh, drilling a bit more jujitsu, which is, uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's a benefit and it's something that for a time there, um, kind of got away from you know a few years back where it was just like it was just live 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 and uh that beat the hell out of me um you know and and even in the room it was guys would you know drop like flies so um yeah just getting away from that you know the trying to trying to be a hard you know hard-headed about it and 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 being a numbskull and and just going you know balls out every every session um it doesn't it doesn't help you know with the longevity of your career yeah, I found that out, man. I was getting ready. For, I used to always just train so athletic. And I remember I was getting ready for Matt Hughes fight. And I was around, I was around 34, 35, whatever it is. And I'd have everybody start me in a, I had my, my, my big buddy, Craig, start me in a crucifix. And every round would start with that. So I'd have to get out and then keep going for five minutes. And then after that, I would do like 30 duck under the two um, suplexes. And, the, and dude, I blew my fucking back out for that fight. I just wasn't able to push my I mean I'm like what the fuck I I, I, I thought just the harder the better the worst positions and and phew, my back just got blown out and it made me just you know approach it differently you yeah. know yeah, yeah that's why I that. asked how short a notice is this fight um I I took the uh Sean, Sean Shelby hit me up about so about a week and a half ago something like oh. that oh yeah so yeah. I had about two it'll be about two and a half weeks um not much of a camp. I mean, no, not much of a camp at all. Uh, you know, it. it uh, I had. A, I had. He offered up a different opponent initially, uh, but that that fell through. And then uh, Pachel, um, he uh, he accepted. You know, last week or whatever it was. Did he have anything uh, that he was getting ready for, or was he just kind of sitting, uh, just waiting and hoping? Uh, I think he was the. He was the only guy that that bit. You know, I guess Shelby yeah. threw it out there to a couple different guys, and uh, you know. He wanted to fight, so. You know, yeah, so. but I don't. I don't see you in the off season like being like a guy like me in the off season when I was fighting like a fat boy. I see you just. <laughs> I see you either hunting or hiking or doing something. You look like a very outdoorsy type dude. Not yeah. just because of the beard. I'm yeah. saying in general. <laughs> I, I try. I, I I try to stay in it. You know, as you, I got I got four kids. You know, we just. Uh, I don't have an office right now in the house. Like I. Yeah. We moved into this house uh, right at the beginning of the lockdowns and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's there's always something to do and something to pull me away from the gym at this point. So 
I like to have that fight coming up. It's yeah. easier for me to stay in it than to try to, you know, get back into shape. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always, there's always plenty of things now that, that pull me out of it. So, um, it's a, it's not easy to, to keep it going and, and to, you know, uh, stay in the gym as, as often as I should, but, uh, I try, I really do. It's strange, uh, Jim, when you, when you, when you finally do retire, like I remember after I got done fighting and like you wait, like there's a certain, like after a few months you get that itch again, you're like, I should be, do, I should be training for something now. Like, like I should be talking to Joe Silver back then. It was me talking to Joe Silver. Like I'd only, after a few months after every fight, like I'd be like, all right. Or a couple months I'd be like, all right, man, what, what do we got? Who do we got? Like I would just call the guy up. There was no agents back then. You probably remember that shit, Jimmy. So, I mean, and then like, it's almost like a weird, like, cause you do it for so long and you, it's going to be even weirder for you. Cause you've been doing it so much longer than me now. So it's like, when it finally stops, like, you're going to be either hiking mountains or getting into <laughs> VR. Like I did. I don't know, but you're going to have to challenge yourself or yeah. do something. Cause it's just a, it becomes like a cycle. Yeah. So once that cycle's broken, it's just like, I, I usually have something big coming up. Like what yeah. the fuck? Very weird. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited for that too, though. Right. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I know that, I know that fighters don't like to talk about retirement because they feel like it's, you know, a, a chink in the armor and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with it because I fight to provide for my family. So I need that next thing, you know, like yeah. it, it needs to be ready because who the hell knows how long it's going to take to, to get up to the point where it can, uh, you know, sustain our lifestyle. So, um, but but I'm a, I'm excited for to find that next thing that I that I can put the amount of energy that I put into MMA, you know, into that. So have you thought about what it's going to be? Uh, I have, I have, you know, and it's been trying like trying different things out and seeing you know seeing what sticks and 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 this and that. I I I haven't found it yet. I don't I don't know exactly know yet. But you know, there's there's one side that's like, hey, you know, once you you know, your back's against the wall and you need to find it, it's going to be easier to find it. Um, but like I said, I, I, I want to be prepared for it because I think it's just irresponsible to be right. like, hey, I'm not fighting anymore. What are we going to do for our mortgage payment in three months? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> are you worried that if you don't know, it'll keep you fighting longer than it should? Not at this point, but I mean, say three, four years or five years from now, or, or are you worried that not knowing will keep you, make you decisions that you shouldn't make? Uh, potentially. Yeah. You know, I mean, you do get to a point where it's like, okay, uh, you know, you, you can't keep the speed and the quickness and it's like, okay, I can, I can get better technically. I can, I can become a better athlete at 40 than I was at 30. Like it's, it's totally capable of happening, but there are things that you can't keep. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and you don't want it to add up and you don't want it to affect your life, you know, down the road. So, um, that is a, a thought in the back of my mind. Like, Hey, you know, like, let's be, let's be smart about it. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm feeling really good physically right now. So, uh, you know, I can go in the gym and I can push myself and it's, it feels like it used to, right? Like there was, there was that time where like, I, I couldn't push myself. I can do it now and I'm, I'm feeling good with it. So we'll see, uh, you know, how much longer I got. I'd like to get to 40 fights in the UFC. And it's like, you know, UFC 300 is four years away. And it's like, I fought at one, fought at 200. Like, let's see if we, yeah. maybe we can get to 300. But ah. who knows? I, I don't know. I, that, that might be a pipe dream. So, 
let me tell you, when you do finally walk away, and I, I love to see you fight, so when it's, you know, as long as you want to do it, we love watching you. But do you ever think, because your jujitsu, especially in MMA, which is what I really love to see jujitsu used in. Like, I don't watch a lot of the grappling events as I do watch. I love seeing jujitsu used in combat, you know, and fighting. But, you know, you have such high-level jujitsu. Do you ever think about doing, like, a, some when you're done fighting, like, doing some grappling matches and stuff or no? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that I've thought about. You know, the, the tough part is it's like, I beat up my body doing this. Yeah. But, so then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to continue to beat the crap out of myself for, you know, jujitsu. And it's like, I'm not going to get paid the same amount of money. A hundred percent. That would be so, more just to quench a thirst if you still wanted to do something. Yeah. You know? exactly. But you do have that skill set where, you know, your jujitsu is, I don't think, did you ever do any grappling matches? I've done a few. I've done a few. Oh, but uh, back in the day, probably, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like early in my career, I, I did a couple tournaments. I did some, yeah. uh, you know, I don't like calling them super fights, but like super fight. You know, no, I, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't think it's a fight unless you're punching each other. But. Yeah. See, I'm thinking you'd still want to, you know, quench that thirst. But hey, man, you might be just like, I'm good because you're, hey, man, you're fighting such a long time. But uh, hey, man, and, and how's your brother doing? Is your brother doing well? He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. He, you know, Dan is a, Dan is a, he was always a, a, a bit of an introvert, you know? Like yeah. The, the whole like coming out and being, being in the, the, the limelight that he was in, you know, he, he did it cause he loved the competition and, yeah. uh, you know, great fighter, your brother. Yeah. He, yeah. he fought a lot of the, a lot of the best 85 pounders. He had a yeah. run there where it was like Sonin and Bisbing and Maya and Marquardt. I mean, it was just like, just and, insane. And you guys don't have a school or no? Yeah. Did you? You do have a school. Yeah, we got a school. Uh, What's going on? Is he doesn't okay? care about that much with it, but <laughs> <laughs> is it? Are you guys okay with all what's going on? Or are you kind of in the same boat as me right now? <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think we're all kind of in the same boat, right? Like it's yeah. uh, something's got to give, you know. Uh, like yeah. we're, we're down, and you know, it's uh, just, it just sucks. Sucks right try, now. Have they moved forward to opening more in Jersey? Or, sorry, Matt, are you still in Jersey? Yes. So have they moved any closer, or you, or is it exactly the same situation as New York? It, it's uh, it's probably exactly the same situation as New York. It, our our governor's a complete idiot, so <laughs> he doesn't. Welcome to, he doesn't the, have a welcome to the club, he man. Anything, it's just like you know, yeah. It's I don't I don't want to get into it because it's it, hate, it pisses me off. Sure. Hey, listen, hey, bro, I am so with you. I'm so sick of this shit. I really am. And we get into that, we're gonna, you yeah. know, but I, but I am with you. I think, I don't know what to believe. Some, I think a lot of it's political, but whatever, man. Well, fucking, let's keep it positive and talk about fighting. <laughs> so, uh, man, also, I'm excited for your fight, dude. Thank you. What else we got going on? Podcast? Uh, I, I, during the lead up to the move and stuff like that, I kind of put it on pause, but uh, I'm trying to get something back, you know. Okay. Were you, were, now, when you moved, did you want to move, or was it out of necessity, or what? What just to find a bigger place? It was to find a bigger place and and to have a little more space for my kids. Uh, you know, we had a we we bought a house uh, in two thousand and nine before my oldest was born, and with one it was okay, with two it was okay, and then you had three and four, and things got pretty tight, and. Uh, yeah, we just uh, we found the opportunity to get out and found a, found a spot that we wanted, and uh, you know, like I, 
my plan is to eventually move out of New Jersey um, because of political climates and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was just, I told my wife, I was like, listen, I, I've got the gym. Like we need to, we need to stick around because now I've got something that's like, it's, it's good for me for my fighting career. So, yeah. um, you know, having the control and, 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 and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So, so as long as I'm fighting, we're going to be here. So we, we found a spot that we could be comfortable in. And I, I can see you moving to the mountains somewhere like a cabin. Is that you? That's me. Chopping your wood every day. It is. I know. Right. I can see that. Yeah. Is that where, where do you put, do you have any, uh, locations or, or destinations? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I do like, I like the West a lot. Um, you know, uh, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, th- those, those states. I, if I could get my wife to Montana, I'd love to go to Montana. Oh. Uh, but uh, she probably wouldn't, wouldn't be on board with that. No. <laughs> Montana? Jersey to Montana is a big switch. That, you know, well, Iowa she, maybe. Montana is a big switch. She grew, up, she grew up in Minnesota. She should be okay with the oh, okay. weather and stuff like that. You know? But she's like, I grew up with it, so I don't want to deal with it anymore. And I'm oh, like, yeah, you know, you, you grew up in a, you know, with – single mom and stuff like that like things are things are a little bit different here like I'll, yeah. we'll take care of you we'll get a snow machine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, i'll get you the warmest snow suit they they make and you know you'll be fine <laughs> yeah i don't know i've never been to my i've, I've done gigs in most cities or, or most states i should say but i've never montana i've never uh you don't hear about montana that much it's really montana's off the grid considering it's one of the 48 continental united states you don't hear about montana very often well, it's kind of a good thing. Keep it, yeah. as, keep it as much of a secret as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Butte is a city in Montana, correct? Yep. That's the only city I think that I can name in Montana. Unless there's one that I'm forgetting that's major, I know nothing about it. So yeah, if you want to just kind of have a quiet life, Montana seems like a great place to go. You know, I'll tell you, Jimmy Miller, I'm reading the stuff he's into, like knife collecting, archery, cooking, fishing, you know? And I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of skills, Jimmy. I'm talking to Jimmy Norton, but you too, Jimmy. I look at you. I mean, all these, I, it's very manly. Like you're doing that archery. Yeah. How hard is that to get good at? Uh, you know, it, it takes, uh, it's for me, it's been, it's been um, like getting to that really good aspect of it. You know, it's been difficult because with archery, it's really about remaining calm. And like, I feel like I should be able to use what I, you know, the, 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 the mindset that I use in fights where it's like, okay, you get into that kind of like uh, you're calm, but there's some, you know, uh, there's, the, there's the risk of danger and shit like that. Right. You know, like you're, you're loose, but you're, but you're ready to go. Like everything's awake. Yeah. Everything's awake. Like with archery, it has to be like, it's Zen. It's like, it's, it's more like yoga, right? Just relax and calm and, um, so I, I do, I, I fuck up occasionally because I get a little too amped up with it. And then, then that, uh, that gets me, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's just, it's, it's repeating the same thing over and over again, just like drilling jujitsu, right? Like, I mean, you, you, you be conscious while you're, while you're getting your reps in and, and, you know, and present and, uh, like that's my, my plan, right. Is to be able to, to do it in my sleep. Like I could do an arm bar in my sleep, you yeah. know, somebody hops through the door and it's like, you know, middle of the night, I'm going to arm bar him before I even think about it. Fuck yeah. I want to be able to shoot my bow like that <laughs> and it hasn't yeah. quite gotten there yet. But you know, it's, uh, I, 
I like to learn things. I like to develop skills. So that's, that's why I do a lot of the stuff that I do. It's because I, I suck at them. And I like to see the progression of slowly getting better and better, you know, as, as the, the days go by. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, man, we, uh, we love, uh, love watching you and, uh, good luck. It's, uh, this Saturday against, uh, uh, uh Vince Pichel. And, uh, I'm happy you guys both decided and took this fight. It's a great fight. Yeah. yeah man. I'll be out there with Marab. So I'll see you over there, Jim. All right. All right, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. Tell All your right. brother I said hello also. Will do. All right. All right. Take care, Jim. Have a good one, guys. All right, be Take good. Yeah, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now let's talk about uh, Derek Lewis against uh, against Olenek. We both had a pretty good week uh, of... Uh, Fight picking, Matt. Yes. You, you were a little more accurate in this one. Yeah, I was, Actually, I, I was on, on point. I was on point. Yeah, 100%. sorry, I didn't mean to be. I didn't mean to be so like a no, big, no, you're right. big winner with that. I had uh, Lewis uh, in a third round finish. You had him in a second round finish, and he did indeed. Let me tell knock you, him out in the second round. Listen, I was impressed with Derek Lewis's. Um, he was resilient. Like he didn't yes. want, he, he was caught in that scarf hold, uh, like neck crank. I hate that thing. Uh, you remember I got mad because Mar- I didn't like when Marab was doing it. It's a great picture. It looks awesome. Remember Marab did it in his fight. And then I don't know if you remember, I remember, but the guy, it did when it does, when it works great, you get the guy, you get a submission, but if it doesn't work, you're almost guaranteed to lose position. Right. You know, the guy's either getting up or, or even worse, he's on your back. And, um, you know, so even, Olenek lost position with that. And even though, it, I mean, and, and uh, he's probably very powerful with that because Derek Lewis doesn't have much of a neck. And he said he was feeling it and had a hard time breathing. And, but he's a tough, tough dude. And uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't saying uncle to that. I right. was also very impressed with uh, Olenek's uh, escape from bottom using his underhook in half guard. It was so awesome. I do something very similar, and uh, I really was impressed with that. I loved his jujitsu. It was that was a fun first round, man. So fun. Yeah, it but, was. You know, I, I never felt like Lewis was going to go out too. There was a couple moments where I'm like, I was like, why is he staying on the floor? Like he went down with him and stayed on the floor. And I'm like, why isn't he trying to get out of there? As a, he seemed like he was committing to stay on the floor with Olenek in the first round. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, uh, I, and he survived it, but I just thought that was a crazy move. I didn't look at it like that. I looked did at I it text like, you that, Mac? I think I did text you that at one yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, I think you did. I'm going to look. But I think it, what, what I think it was, Jimmy, is that it was a five-round fight. And I think he knew that he had to play it relaxed because right. if he tried to explode out of some things, he's going to get exhausted. So I think it was more of him just trying to be calm on the fire. And then when he got out and got up, you saw what he did. So the way he started that second round. Right. No, I think there was a moment where he actually, not that he didn't try hard enough to get up. What I'm saying is it seemed like he was going to the floor voluntarily 
when he didn't have to. And I don't remember why I was saying that. There was some, I think I texted you, like, what is he doing? Like, there was a moment where I thought he could have avoided the floor if he wanted to, but he chose to go down. And I'm like, I, I, it was just a decision. I wasn't sure of why he was doing it. And I have to watch through, watch the fight to, to remember the moment. Uh, Lewis is so strong, but I think he's making a mistake being on the ground this long. Oh, maybe. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Maybe there was a moment where I thought he could have gotten up and didn't. Not that he, could, he wasn't shaking him off. Like, why isn't he getting up? Because he, he had a chance to, and then he just stayed there and, and chose to keep raining down punches. I don't know what the fuck Derek is thinking. <laughs> Did I write that? Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't write that. Yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble with Derek Lewis. But no, I would say that to Derek. Holy it, it shit. I, I, because there was a moment. <laughs> I'll, if we interview Derek, I'll rewatch the fight. I, you know what? And I'll no. pick the moment that I'm telling you, that I'm thinking of. There was a reason I said that. It wasn't that, hey, how come he's on his back and he's not getting out of that neck crack? It was, there was a decision he made, and I'm like, it seemed like he's comfortable staying down there, and he could have stood up and didn't. I'm like, why isn't he standing up? I didn't understand that. Like, why do you want to be on the ground with, even though you outweigh him by 40 pounds? Yeah. Listen, I was impressed with his calm under the, yeah, you know the you know I mean the, the grappling of Olenek is, is you know and and you know he's got very good time. He stays. He's another guy that stays calm on the fire. Sure. You know, I mean, you got you know Derek Lewis looking to beat the crap, like just punch him and elbow him, even when he's in close on those, even in a short distance. He's got such power. You know, when he was up on that leg and up against the cage and whatever it was. So. uh you know, I, I, I enjoyed that fight, even though it wasn't a long one. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the clash of styles. Yeah. And I like I still like Olenek, though. I think he's a he's a crafty guy, you know. Right. But, yeah, got, but, but Derek seems Derek just I, I like that. He's really taking it seriously now. The training. It shows. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe he had to cut to get down to 265, even when he's in shape. But he, you could <laughs> see he would seem like he was in better shape. Uh, than he than he had been. He was a toner than he had been in the past, and uh, you know Olenek will fight again. Obviously, I mean, uh, but you could see how strong he is too. I mean, he had Lewis in, in definite trouble at one point. Um, you know, Derek is just it just seemed like too strong to uh, to keep there. I mean, listen, I, I'm watching when the Black Beast is fighting. You know that. I know. So let's talk about the the other fights. Because, you know, what a, what, a, what a fun card, Jimmy. Even the, uh, well, let's every- talk about the one I got correct completely. Um, now, we both, we are, uh, of course, Weidman against uh, Omari Akbanov. Uh, I had, yes. you had Weidman by in second round uh, submission. And I said, no, this one will go the distance. I just felt like I know uh, Akbanov is, is tough. And um, I was correct. It went the distance. It, you know, I can't say enough about, yeah, sorry, you're so great, first of all. I'll say that. <laughs> Because the way you said that was very, you know. Well, you know, you got JDS on. You, I'm yeah. sorry, you got you got uh, Derek Lewis's fight on the nose, and I got this one. On the nose. I did right on the nose. And uh, listen, I'm happy for Chris to get. And listen, yeah. you know, Amari, Amari, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna have, Akmedov, yeah, Akmedov, Akmedov. I said, yeah. I said it right. Okay. After the third time, but uh, I got it finally right. But uh, Amari, dude, I mean, that guy was. You know, I want to see what's next with him, man. He was. It, it came down to the third round. You know, and and I'm so happy that Chris gutted that out. His jujitsu looked great, very you know positionally strong, low passing into mount, you know, and and uh, hey man, I couldn't be happier for my buddy, Darren Stewart. Yeah, All against right. uh, Maki Patolo. we both got uh, Darren correctly. You you were close. Neither yeah. one of us got it on the money, but you were closer. Yeah. Well, one of us just kind of had the er- kind of had the um. 
the uh, the feeling that it, w- it wouldn't go the distance. You right. just say and, that. And let's be honest. Yes. Um, you know, but you, you, some of us knew that it would be a decision, but even the ones that did pick it to be an earlier stoppage thought that it would be a, uh, a TKO when of course it was a, a submission, but that's not important. Let's just be honest. We both got it right and wrong. All Darren right. So Stewart. Darren Stewart first <laughs> round guillotine. And uh, I love a nice guillotine. Yeah. I love an elbow up guillotine. I do. It's a problem, Jimmy. Yes. All right. Yeah. Now, Yana Kuditskaya against uh, Yulia Stolyarenko. You uh, I, uh, did pick that one correctly. And I did not. Uh, I got that one right, Jimmy. Yes, you I did. Got it. I got that on the nose. And before we get JDS on, he's, he's, he's in the waiting room. Let's, let's talk to yes. him. Uh, Benil Darush, congratulations. Darush was great, yeah. You know, uh, you, got, you picked the second-round submission, all right, even though it was a first-round knockout. Yep. But I'll tell you, you didn't know it wasn't going to the decision. I thought it was going to be a decision. Yeah. You know, because uh, Holtzman's such a tough dude. But uh, I'm telling you, you can't say enough about Benil Darush, who was really, in the beginning, kind of just known for his grappling. And now he's yeah. just, it's his striking, really. His striking was, was on grappling. point. He looked incredible. Um, it's, oh, man. And oh, also, shout out for Tim Means making a, yeah. a comeback there. I like, you know, classy veteran like Tim Means. And Gavin Tucker, by the way, before we get uh, JDS on, incredible uh, third-round submission over Justin James. James is very, very tough and very difficult uh, to put away. But, uh, man, did Gavin Tucker's striking look incredible. That body kick, his body kick up the middle, he was uh, throwing uh, head kicks. Uh, yes. He, he was incredibly, incredibly versatile striker. Let's get JDS in here. We don't have to make Junior wait. Hey. Yeah. Chad, what's up, Junior? How are you guys? Hey, buddy, how, are how are you, buddy? It looks like you're, you're getting done with a training session. Yeah, I just finished one more. The last one, actually, here in American Top Team. So tomorrow I'm going to Vegas. You look Beautiful. good. You look, again, I, I, your face looks thinner now. Uh, there have been rumors of you going down to light heavyweight, which, of course, has nothing to do with what you're doing this weekend. But is that something that's still in, in, a, in a possible uh, future for you, or is that totally out of the picture? To fight John Jones, I would do that. <laughs> for Jones, we do that. Okay. Yeah, nice but I'm, still, I, I, I'm linear, but uh, I'm still far from uh, 205. <laughs> but you know what? You're, he actually may want to come up to, for that fight. You know, he's talked a lot about going to heavyweight. I think he doesn't feel like there's enough exciting matchups at light heavyweight. And uh, he may, instead of you coming down, he would actually probably want to come up to fight. Oh, yeah. That, that would be great, actually. John Jones is the guy, man. He's the, 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 the guy of the, the moment, you know, the best. The best one of all divisions, so right now, so uh, I think everybody wants to fight him, you know. And I'm not different. It would be great to to be, you know, fighting against him. So maybe if it's possible, let's make it happen. And uh, and how are you feeling now going into this fight? Uh, you've had a couple fights not go your way, but again, you've you've been there before. You know what that is, and you can you just turn it around with with a win now over Rosenstrike who's coming off a very tough loss as well. What do you expect when you're fighting a guy who's coming off the type of loss he's come off of? Are you expecting him to come out very aggressive early, or how do you look at that? Uh, yeah, I'm expecting like a very tough fight against him. You know, for no doubt, he's hungry for a victory. I'm hungry for a victory as well, you know. So uh, it's a, 
uh, this fight will be very interesting for the fans, no doubts, you know, because both of us will be uh, ready to give all of us, you know, to win this fight. So um, it's going to be very interesting. And I'm expecting a very tough fight because this guy, man, is a, he, he has very heavy hands. And, uh, you know, he, he's that type of uh, counter fighter. Everything you throw against him is going to have an answer right away. So uh, I, I'm expecting for that. And you haven't fought since January. So how has this whole thing been for you, this whole uh, training during the pandemic and the lead up and everything kind of getting turned upside down? How has that affected your training? Uh, it was, it's hard, you know, for, like, for everybody else. Uh, I'm not different, you know. It's, uh, we are living a very strange moment in the whole world. But uh, thank God we were able to, to do a good training camp here, American Top Team. You know, I'm, I'm having my, my, my own training partners, you know. They are just training with me and with some other guys that we know it's, it's all good. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, no doubt uh, you, you always have that thing in mind, you know, because now I have to do the, the, the COVID test uh, before – going to Vegas, I have to do the test here. So to do it, you know, you, 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 you keep in mind, maybe I, I don't have the, the, the symptoms, but I, I have it or not. Let's see. But when the, the, the results came, when the results came negative, then I, I was fine. Uh, uh, you know, relieved about it. Yeah. Jimmy's like that with every STD test. Yep. I, I just yeah, assume Jimmy. it's going to be bad news. And I <laughs> hey, Junior, you're walking around in such great shape. What was it? Is it just a total change in your diet? What, 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 and what made you want to change your diet? Because actually, actually, I was going up on, on weight. I was 254 and I was feeling heavy and lazy. And I told my doctor, you know, uh, Dr. Maria Bogea in Brazil, and my nutritionist, Marcelo Guedes, in Brazil as well. And they, they offered me, they, they proposed me this, uh, this challenge, you know, to do a keto diet. Oh. And I accepted that, you know, and, uh, and that was, the, was great, man. I felt amazing, you know. I, I was oh. feeling great to, um, uh, waking, waking up uh, early in the morning and with more, uh, much more will to do the things, you know. So uh, I was feeling great. Of course, during the training camp, I couldn't stay on the, on the diet because yeah. a keto diet, you take away the whole carbohydrates. Yeah. And I cannot stay without carbohydrates during training. But, yeah. uh, but I, I was able to keep uh, my weight on the same place, you know, during the training because I was eating carbohydrates, but I was training a lot as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's why they say, man, you are what you eat. <laughs> because man, that's a very true thing, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I, I was feeling great, and I'm still feeling great. So hey, it's true. You, when, yeah. Oh, sorry, Matt. I, because I, I wanted to ask you about the keto diet before I forget, because I had tried it and I kind of gave up on it. Not that you and I live the same lifestyle. Uh, you know, you're you're a heavyweight fighter, and I just kind of do the elliptical machine. But uh, did, did it actually take a couple of weeks before you started to see weight coming off? Not really. Actually, it was very fast. Very fast. As soon as uh, my my nutritionist told me, Marcelo Guedes, he told me that I would feel uh, very bad at the beginning, uh, at the like the four first days would be very hard for me, you know. 
but it wasn't that hard, you know, it was kind of hard, but not that hard, you know, I was, I'm used to challenge, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was feeling, I was feeling, you know, strange, but I was feeling good, and after the fourth, after a week, I, I did that for a month, but uh, the, at the beginning, we should do that for 15 days, and I, I you know, the weight was uh, started to, to go down, like on the on the third day already. Oh, really? Very fast. Very you fast. are what you eat. You're right. You are what you eat. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm a meatball, Jimmy, because oh. I eat a lot of meatballs. Oh, I thought you were going to call me a dick. Oh shit! I'm happy about this fight. Now, how how is this a short notice fight, or did I just not hear about it? No, no, no. That that, that was I did the the whole training camp to to two months you know of training camp for this fight so uh yeah i think it's a great fight you know uh, we are training here uh jairzinho rosentrug he's training here too an oh. american top team we never trained together but uh but we are doing the the, the training wow. camp uh, like in the same gym you know sometimes we see each other we say hi yeah you're friendly <laughs> but, uh, guys yeah, yeah. but that <laughs> you know so uh, that, that's a, a strange thing. I never leave, I never lived something like that before, but uh, it's been good a good experience, you know, because we can, uh, you know, we we hardly ever hardly ever see each other here because we have different timing of training and everything, different partners. This is a, a American Top Team is a big gym, you know, with a lot of people, so uh, it's possible to, to to make it happen very easy. Hey, Junior, what do you think of the um, of not having a crowd? What do you think of how you think that's going to affect you at all? It's a, some fighters are a little weirded out by it. Yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, I don't really know how it's going to be, but I, yeah. I think it's going to be more similar like, uh, as it is on the gym. You know, just your team over there screaming at you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cool. So, yeah, I think it's going to be not a big difference you know of course it's it's nice to have uh, people over there you know rooting for you and screaming yeah. your name and uh, pushing you forward but uh but this time i think we'll be uh, able to listen to our coaches yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, is it is it weird training in the same place as him? Because are, are the coaches kind of split? Like, are there guys that you would normally see that would be normally with you that are going to be on his uh, coaching him? Kind of, is there a strange thing there with guys you know who are coaching him kind of against you? Yeah, it's not uh, it's not normal, you know. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, like I said, you know, uh, he has his guys uh, helping him. You know, I have my guys helping him. Some of my guys already trained with him before, you know, so they know a little bit of him, you know, but all of the guys that, that are helping him train with me before. So <laughs> it's a uh, man. I, I have no problem with that, with that, to tell you the truth. I could train with my, with the guy I'm going to be fighting with, you know, yeah. a, a day before. And I would do, I'll keep doing the same thing as I, as I do all the time and it's going to work because it's about timing. It's about, uh, you know, how smart you are to, to make it happen. Uh, so that's what I say. My training partners here in the gym, they know my style. They know what I'm yeah. going to do, what I do best and it still works. So I don't have problems with that, with that, you know? Hey, listen, your last win was versus Derek Lewis. So you have to feel good. You watched the fight over the weekend? 
I did, yeah. Does it make you kind of feel good? Because you're like, hey, listen, Derek's doing so well, and I got that W over him. I got that window. It kind of makes you feel good, no? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I'm a proud guy. You know, I have a beautiful career. I'm happy with uh, everything what happens in my life. Even the last two fights, you know, was hard for me. But, man, everything has, uh, you know, a reason to happen, you know. So let's move forward. That's the only thing we can do. And I'm happy to be who I am. I, I, I love what I do. So I'll keep doing the best I can, you know. <laughs> and yeah. this Saturday, this Saturday, uh, I think we, we, you all will see a, a great show, you know, because I'm ready. I'm sure that uh, my opponent is ready. And, uh, you know, he's a striker. I'm a striker. Yeah. And someone's going to go down. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck, Junior. That's a great yeah. card. Um, you guys, of course, are on the main card uh, right before uh, Vera O'Malley. And it's the Stipe Cormier uh, 252 is the, and, and Stipe Cormier is the main event. And uh, we'll talk to you again, man. You look great, and, and I'm really happy and looking forward to this fight. Thank you, guys. All See right, you. Junior. Take care, Junior. Before we get out of here, yes. yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too. Uh, obviously, we have, um, we have uh, Habib uh, fighting Justin Gaethje in October. Yes. And that kind of, you know, people were wondering if he was, if Connor was going to get that fight. And uh, we kind of knew he wouldn't. And I think Justin deserves it. And now they're saying McGregor is not going to fight in 2020. Okay. Which makes sense to me. I think they also, Connor probably wants to fight in front of a crowd. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, everyone does. But I, I yeah. think for, for he's such a draw that I think they would love to do it in front of a crowd. Yeah, think about the pay per view with that, though. I mean, yeah, the pay-per-view would be huge, uh, even without a crowd. So who do you think he will fight? Is that what you're getting at? No. Uh, oh, sorry. I what I would love that. to see, just my own opinion. <laughs> yes. The fight I've been calling for, Matt, for a long time, as you know, is Gaethje McGregor. That's the fight I want to see. Of course, you're going to see Gaethje Habib. So I think McGregor fights Gaethje if Gaethje wins. I think Connor is the next fight. That's my guess. I would like... You're going to think I'm crazy, and you're not going to agree with this. What? I want to see a trilogy fight. Connor and Ganu? Oh, sorry. Uh, who are you saying? <laughs> I would oh, like Nate, to see hey, Nate. Nate Diaz and Connor McGregor. I want to see the trilogy. I thought they were they, the first fight was amazing, obviously. And the second fight, very close. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say it could have went to Nate. Yeah. I know I'm kind of biased. I thought McGregor so. won. I thought McGregor won that fight. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got to see it again. I thought Nate won, but I'm, 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 listen, I'm, I'm a buddy in there. I like Nate, yeah. but I mean, I would love to see that again. I would love to see that again. And then they could go do whatever they want to do. I'm not saying it's a bad fight. I'm just, there's other things I want to see a lot more. And Gaethje Connor, I think I want, you know, Connor Ferguson, I always wanted to see Connor Habib. I saw, and I'm happy I saw it, but, but as far as he's concerned, I would say him and, and Justin Gaethje, uh, although against Habib, I, I don't know. I mean, Justin Gaethje, I, I may have to go with Habib in that fight because uh, he's just too dangerous for anybody who isn't. Uh, I know Justin has a wrestling background, but I, I would still take uh, Habib. What about what about Connor versus Tony Ferguson? Con- I, to see who, f- but again, it depends on what happens with. Let, let's say the it's Justin uh, Habib. Let's say Habib wins. Then what do you say, Connor Ferguson, to see who fights Habib? Yeah, I would fighting, like that. If Justin, if, if Connor's not fighting in 2020, well, then by the time the Habib Justin fight happens, that that's October. 
What are you gonna do? Wait three more months to this is what you do. To find this it is out? what you do. Crazy. This is what you should do. I'm bad. This is what the UFC should do. What? Have give us raises. Have yes, that one hundred percent, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, have have Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor have the trilogy fight. Have the third fight. They are one and one. Let's settle it, and then let's see what else. Then do whatever else you want to do. Okay. Well, let's, right. see what, let's see what weight he gets to, too. If you, does he want to fight at lightweight or welterweight? Because if he wants to fight at 170, I mean, it's not crazy to think Masvidal uh, might be in there, too. I mean, uh, Masvidal against uh, Conor would also be a very interesting fight at 170. Yes. Right. Um, listen, Jimmy, there's so much exciting, exciting things coming up in the fight game and uh, in the UFC. And I'm happy to be here with you discussing it. Okay, yeah, me too. Thank you to Jim Miller and, of course, uh, the great Luis J. Gomez, who we love, and, and, of course, Junior Dos Santos. We will talk again before 2.52. We'll do our fight picks. We've both been on a pretty good roll. Yeah. Although you had a slightly better week this week than I did. Thank you, Jimmy. And I'll talk to you soon. I will talk to you Wednesday, and then I'm out of yeah. here after that, and I'm going to be at Vegas. Well, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll hold the fort. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care, buddy. listening. Yes. Bye. Later, Jimmy. All right, pal. Bye-bye. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.